Well, USC and UCLA blew up the college sports landscape with the news that they are planning to move to the Big Ten in 2024. This has far-reaching implications for basically every team in the NCAA, including Gonzaga. Will this push the Zags to make the move to the Big East? Could the Pac-12 come calling and try to recruit Gonzaga to join them? All of that and much, much more covered here on the Locked On Zags podcast. Don't go away. You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Locked On Zags Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host and longtime Gonzaga podcaster, Andy Patton, here to bring you news and updates on all things Zag athletics. I also want to thank all of you who have continued to make Locked on Zags your first listen of the day as we get into July and the middle of the offseason. I sincerely appreciate those of you who are checking the show out. And we got ourselves some really, really fun news to talk about today. I promised a guest and I will tell you all now, folks, I recorded the interview with the guest. It happened. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be released early next week because we got to talk realignment today. We have no choice but to talk about the earth-shattering, world-changing news that USC and UCLA, as of right now as I'm recording this, I do not believe the vote has been finalized, but it sounds like there's a real chance that by the time you are listening to this, those two will officially be out of the Pac-12. Monumental news, again, for college sports in general. As usual, things are being dictated by football and by money. This is not going to be a podcast that complains about that. Certainly, uh, it's a little bit frustrating to see some of these things change the way that they have and to see the kind of continued merge towards what are effectively going to be two, maybe three super conferences if there is no, if nobody steps in to potentially change that. But, you know, that's just how it works. Capitalism, baby. That's just part of the deal. Uh, For today's episode, we're going to talk basically about the four different options that Gonzaga could have going forward in light of this news. Segment one here, we're going to talk about Gonzaga to the Pac-12. Segment two, we'll talk Gonzaga to the Big East. Segment three, we'll talk about Gonzaga staying in the WCC, what that might look like, and potentially going to the Mountain West as well. Tons of things. None of this is set in stone. It's going to be a lot of speculation on today's show. I'm really excited about it. Let's get right into it. We'll start with the news again. USC-UCLA moving to the Big Ten. It sounds like it's finalized. That, of course, cuts the Pac-12 back to the olden days of being called the Pac-10. No real clear expectation, understanding of what's going to happen to the Pac-12 going forward. That makes it a little bit hard to predict how this is going to go. I have a hard time imagining that Oregon and Washington, for that matter, are going to just allow this to happen without trying to do something themselves. Uh, they're they're not going to want to be in a conference without UCLA and USC. It's just not, it's not beneficial to them from a football perspective. UCLA is certainly not an elite football program. They don't have the cachet that USC does, but they're a good football program and they're a good money-making program because of men's basketball as well. And so for them to both be out the door, like it, it leaves Oregon with a 
you know, a decreased sense of strength of schedule. It hurts their ability to make the college football playoffs. It's just not good. And so if, if both those programs decide to kind of team up, because frankly, it makes more sense for them to team up than for them to team up with their respective in-state partners, Oregon State and Washington State. If Oregon and Washington team up, they're going to try to bounce somewhere else. It sounds like the Big 12 is already going to try to get in on the action here, potentially pull Colorado or Utah or even the Arizonas and pull them into their conference. So there's a reasonable chance the Pac-12 is kind of disintegrating, which as somebody who grew up in the Pacific Northwest and has followed these teams for my entire life, this is a little bit, like I said, earth shattering. And I think for a lot of people listening to this show, it's pretty intense. Like there's no other way to look at it. This is, it's a bit hard to reckon with for sports fans. You know, I think we'll all survive. <laughs> We're going to get over it, but, but it's a pretty big change. And, the, and, and, it, and like I said, it's going to have far reaching implications here. Uh, Gonzaga to the Pac-12 has been something that's been discussed somewhat non-seriously for for a very long time, at least a decade. The calls have really ramped up in recent years, the last five or so years. Uh, obviously, the reason that this was never feasible was often presented by fans who who just didn't really understand. Uh, maybe fans of of other other schools that are not Gonzaga fans who who seem to get annoyed at Gonzaga's success. Uh, there's a, a large uh, chunk of those people out there. Uh, you all have interacted with them on Twitter many times, or some of you have at least. And, and Gonzaga joining the Pac-12 never really made sense. The Pac-12 is all giant research-based institutions, uh, and they all have huge football programs. And, and Gonzaga was and continues to be neither of those things. And so that wasn't really something that made sense. It might now. At, at least... At least the Pac-12, if they want to continue to exist as a conference, they have to entertain it. They have to. Because at this point, they, 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 need, they need something coming in the door that's going to keep people watching Pac-12 sporting events. And obviously, Gonzaga does not have a football team, so they do not help in that regard. But they are must-watch TV for basketball. And adding Gonzaga from a basketball perspective, if nothing else changes... In the Pac-12, which is a monumental if, basically an if that's probably not going to be a reality. But if you add Gonzaga to a conference that, yeah, is weaker without USC and UCLA, but still has Arizona and Tommy Lloyd, still has Oregon and Dana Altman's program, still has Stanford and Cal, still has Arizona State, still has Washington State, a program that's been on the rise under Coach Kyle Smith— you, I mean, UW, I didn't mean to exclude them, but, you know, they haven't been great lately, but it doesn't take much for them to become more of a premier program. Utah, similar situation. Like, that's that's an upgrade over the current WCC. That's an upgrade over the Mountain West. Uh, it's not an upgrade over the Big East. We'll get there in segment two, but that, that would make some sense if the Pac-12 were willing to do it. The Pac-12 is if again if they're only losing those two schools the two California schools they're going to look to add two more to replace them if they were to go let's say try to pull San Diego State which is kind of what I think is the most reasonable solution for them good football program good basketball program in a large market in the market area that is losing to relatively close to a market area that's losing two big programs in USC and UCLA it makes sense for the Pac-12 to to try to add regionally in that area San Diego State is to me, a, a clear solution here. UNLV is going to be in this conversation for the same reasons, you know, relatively successful basketball and football, not as much as San Diego State, but still successful, has a, a rich history and is in Vegas. Like that makes a lot of sense for the Pac-12 as well. 
I think Boise State could reasonably make some sense here as well. A successful football program, developing basketball program under, you know, Gonzaga, former Gonzaga assistant coach Leon Rice. Uh, and Boise's not a huge market, but is a growing market. It's not a tiny market. It is one of the faster growing markets in the U.S., as a matter of fact. So those things could all make some sense. But again, if they have to replace those two schools and also Oregon and also Washington, now you're now it's going to be a little bit trickier. Because you can't just pull people from the Mountain West. That's not enough. You're going to need more than that. And I don't know who else who else is coming. I don't think that they're going to have, have BYU pull the rug out from the Big 12 and then all of a sudden jump ship to the Pac-12. BYU actually makes a lot of sense as a replacement here if they weren't headed to the Big 12. Again, I don't see why BYU would change their mind here. That doesn't really make a lot of sense. Notre Dame... If they're going to join a big conference, it's not going to be the Pac-12. They're going to join the Big 12 or, the, or the, probably the Big 10, frankly. That's, that's most likely what's going to happen there. Is UConn going to leave the Big East because they have football? Probably not. I don't think that that's particularly realistic. Memphis, like there's just not a lot of great options that exist out there for the Pac-12. So that begs the, the, the big question. If Gonzaga does have the ability to join the Pac-12, if they are asked, if the Pac-12 waives the rule that they've had about you must have football, I don't know if that's a hard and fast like in their bylaws rule or if it's just a reason that they have never considered Gonzaga in the past. They never really needed to consider Gonzaga in the past. But if they're willing to waive that rule, which at this point they kind of need to be, and they send Gonzaga an invitation, the Zags, it's not a clear-cut answer here. It's not an easy solution. Again, it, it obviously depends on the rest of these dominoes. Everything is waiting to see what happens with Oregon and Washington. I think, frankly, that at this time, as I'm recording this at 4.50 p.m. on Thursday, I think it's important to put the timestamp in there because there's a lot of things that may change between now and when this podcast goes live and certainly by the time you're listening to it. But it may not even be worth it. And it's kind of, as somebody posted on Twitter, there's a lot of things I saw, but somebody posted in a reply to me, I apologize for not remembering who it was. They said, I've always thought that if the Pac-12 were ever to invite Gonzaga, it would be because it's not worth actually going. And that kind of feels like the case here is the Pac-12 is, is falling apart, is crumbling a little bit, and they may extend a lifeline to Gonzaga and hope that that'll juice up their men's basketball program. And certainly it would. And certainly for Gonzaga, the way that the Pac-12 is currently constructed, it would be better than the, the, the WCC, it would be better than the Mountain West. But I don't think that the Pac-12 is going to stay the way that it's currently constructed. I think it's going to continue to fall apart to the point where we may reasonably be talking about like a a Pac-12 Mountain West kind of collaboration between the best programs in the Mountain West and kind of the, the, for lack of a better term, bottom feeders of the Pac-12, the Oregon States, the Washington States, maybe Cal is in that conversation as well. Those programs kind of team up with those teams in the Mountain West and form basically a new Pac-12. I would think they would keep the name. And that may not be that appealing to Gonzaga. It may still work for them. It may still be something that they decide to do. If you look at the the six or seven best programs in the Mountain West and you combine them with Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, maybe Arizona State, maybe one of Utah or Colorado if they can keep them. If you combine all of that, that's an okay conference. It's a mess for football a complete mess for football, which is all that really matters. But from a basketball perspective, it's not bad. It's certainly better than the top to bottom, better than the WCC is right now. So is this a great option? I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's going to depend on so many factors that have not yet been determined. But I think it's reasonable to at least consider it. 
it's reasonable that this could be something that actually happens. It's we, I didn't think I'd be talking about Gonzaga to the Pac-12 uh, really at all, but I certainly didn't think I'd be talking about Gonzaga to the Pac-12 here on July 1st, 2022. But this is the this is the nature of how college sports are working right now. People are chasing the money. They're going after what's going to get them the biggest deal. I don't blame them. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm a little sad. I'm a little shocked still uh, about USC and UCLA making this decision, uh, but I'm not mad. I, I understand how these things work. I, I, it's, it's capitalism. Like I said, that's kind of what the deal is here, but, uh, it's, it's put me in a little bit of a tailspin. And I know for many of you listening, you're, you're potentially in a bit of a tailspin too. I'm hoping that this helps, but I don't know if it's actually going to, but Gonzaga to the PAC 12, something that is going to be continued to be discussed, uh, depending on what happens with the PAC 12. But I want to move on to talking about what is the more fun option, the certainly more preferred option, uh, which is Gonzaga to the big East. And we're going to come back in the second segment and we're going to discuss that. But before we get there, let's talk about bet online. College basketball may be deep into the offseason, but the MLB, WNBA, and MLS seasons are heating up into the summer months. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all the latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all of the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. They even have lines for coaching changes across every major sport, so even in the offseason, you can get your fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, still Andy Patton, still... Locked on Zag, still talking conference realignment, the name of the game, the biggest story in sports, even on a day that Kevin Durant demanded a trade and the NBA offseason began. What a wild day for those of you who had the ability to not be at work or certainly had the ability to be distracted at work. It was a wild one. Here in segment two, we're talking Gonzaga to the Big East. This has been rumored for a while. There was a report that these two that the Gonzaga had at least spoken with Big East officials. That's kind of the extent of what we know in that regard. It certainly wasn't something where there was, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. There was something there, but we don't know how extensive the conversation was, if there was a timeline being discussed, if it's even something that Big East member schools would vote for. I'm going to tell you right now, probably. <laughs> the Big East is very basketball dependent, and adding a team that is frequently the number one ranked team in the country is a pretty overwhelming yes when you're voting on it. Obviously, there are other factors at play there, but that's the most important factor. But the big news that came out of this uh, is the news that Kansas, currently in the Big 12, of course, Kansas is considering switching to the Big East and moving to independent with football. Now, this was a rumor I read very recently. It was kind of just a quick tweet about it. I don't know how serious it is. The timeline discussed was 2025. So even if it does happen, it would be a long time from now. Uh, it's a difficult time to be an independent football program. Notre Dame, uh, there were some quotes by them recently saying like, hey, this is really hard. And that may dissuade Kansas a little bit. But obviously, Kansas is a, is a prominent basketball program. Uh, the outside of Gonzaga and maybe Kentucky, they're the prominent basketball program and Duke, I suppose. But but they're a, a I mean, obviously, they're defending national champions. It doesn't get a whole lot better than that. And for them to be thinking, hey, you know, the Big 12 is not doing it for us. Uh, and they're not a good football program, haven't been a good football program in a long time. So for them to 
to say, hey, we're going to take this independent. We're going to focus more on basketball. We're going to move to the Big East. I mean, the Big East is already a, a huge improvement. And you all know me, you folks who've listened to this podcast, you know I love the WCC. I championed the WCC on this podcast. But this is, I mean, this is a massive difference, monumental change if Gonzaga were able to join the Big East. And that's, that's, we discussed that well before Kansas is in the mix. If you're talking Big East plus Kansas, that's insane. That is a ludicrous basketball conference. Ludicrous. Yeah, it sucks that Jay Wright retired, but Villanova is still going to be really dang good. And you have UConn and you have Providence and you, it's just, you have Marquette, you have Xavier, you have George. It's a monster basketball conference, monster basketball conference. Creighton didn't even mention them. Need to give them a shout out as a potential top 10 team in the country heading into next year. Gonzaga's not going to join the Big East next year. They're probably not going to join the Big East in two years. That would be very aggressive timeline. But I'm going to be honest with you right now. I'm going to say this here on the show. I think this is happening. I think this is going to happen. It, 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 it makes too much sense to not happen. The travel has, has and continues to be the sticking point. But USC and UCLA, who have admittedly much bigger budgets than Gonzaga do, they have more money funneled through their athletic departments than Gonzaga by a fair amount. I think it's safe to say by a very large amount. But they're, they're doing it. Like the, the, this conference makes no sense geographically with USC and UCLA in the mix. I mean, they're traveling to Northwestern. Like they're, they're going to be all over the place. But this is the, the new age of college basketball or of college sports in general. In this case, mostly college football. But Gonzaga needs to get, they, they, they can't let this, these kinds of things happen around them and not get involved. Again, there are still hurdles to overcome. Gonzaga will have to, or maybe the Big East, some, some level there, they're going to have to make a decision on whether this is a pack that's going to happen with just the basketball programs or if it's going to extend to the rest of Gonzaga sports. And, and there's a possibility. I haven't looked fully into this. We'll do more, a lot more conversation about this as the offseason goes on. But I don't know what what sports the, the Big East supports, what sports the Big East maybe doesn't support that Gonzaga has. Like, I don't know if rowing, for example, is a sport that exists in the Big East or if it's something where they would stay in the WCC or maybe have to jump to another conference. I don't know. You know, I, I know Big East baseball is definitely a thing, but would Gonzaga move their baseball program into the Big East? Would they keep them uh, in the WCC? Would the WCC let Gonzaga just house some of their other sports in that conference? Probably not. That doesn't really give them much of a benefit. So there's a lot of questions that need to be answered here, but there are questions that that can be answered. These are not impossible hur hurdles to overcome. In fact, they may not even be that difficult of hurdles to overcome. When you're talking about the amount of money that you're talking about, and you're talking about adding a program like Gonzaga, Gonzaga's not, you know, those conversations about the, you know, the Olympic sports and the travel and stuff, they may be more prevalent conversations when you're talking about adding a team to a conference that's maybe going to finish between fifth and eighth. Like these might have been conversations that happened with BYU is a huge budget institution, but like BYU wasn't joining the Big 12 expecting to immediately be like, you know, a, a huge player in the conference. They're probably not going to be in, in, in depending what happens with Kansas, I suppose, but they're not going to be like the immediate favorites in basketball. They're not going to be the immediate favorites in football. And Gonzaga jumping to the Big East, like they're probably going to be the immediate favorites. <laughs> Kansas is going to throw a potential wrench in that depending on the timeline there. But, uh, and Gonzaga, you know, again, we're talking a few years down the road. So Gonzaga is going to need to continue to 
to be the the program that they have been, but there's little to little evidence to say that they won't, especially if they're recruiting and and in the transfer portal with the knowledge that they're going to be in the Big East soon. That's going to even help them even more, and they haven't struggled to recruit uh, even in the WCC. So this is going to be really interesting. Uh, but I, I'll say it again: I think this is going to happen. I think Gonzaga is going to be in the Big East, and I think that an announcement about Gonzaga joining the Big East is going to happen within a year. I I firmly believe that. I don't know that they will be in the Big East within even two years, certainly not within a year. That would be, again, a really quick turnaround. But I think within a year, we will know if Gonzaga is going to join the Big East. And I think we will know that, yes, they're going to join the Big East. I have a hard time not seeing this happen. Now, of course, there's tons of other ramifications, and we won't get into all of them here. Does that mean St. Mary's bounces from the WCC? Does the Big East try to add a couple of teams and make more of a Western regional area, like with potentially St. Mary's or even San Francisco? Uh, does Gonzaga just do all of the travel there? What happens to the WCC? In general? Like, There's a ton of conversations that can and will be had uh, and that we'll discuss on the podcast as we kind of get a better sense of, of the timeline for, for this potentially happening. But I wanted to say on this podcast, on uh, while conference realignment is the hot topic of the day, that, yeah, I think that this, while USC and, and UCLA moving conferences doesn't directly impact Gonzaga and the Big East, I think it's enough of a step forward that is going to push Gonzaga to eventually seek and eventually get realignment into the Big East. All right, we're going to come back in the third segment. We're going to discuss the other options for Gonzaga, short-term options, long-term options, what might happen if the Big East doesn't become an option for the Zags, right here in a second. All right, still Andy Patton, still Locked On Zags. Segment three coming up. We're talking about two other landing spots for the Zags. Uh, Of course, one of them is the long-standing Mountain West conversation. And, and frankly, I just wanted to say, I don't really think that this is happening. I don't, I, I, I don't see, it just doesn't really make sense. Gonzaga had the opportunity to join the Mountain West. If they'd wanted to join the Mountain West, I think they would have done it. And I don't see the Mountain West getting stronger. I don't think that, I, I think that the Mountain West is, could potentially extend a lifeline to Gonzaga if, if the, if the Pac-12 doesn't invite Gonzaga, if the Big East is not an immediate option or doesn't or falls apart for whatever reason. Uh, the Mountain West is going to come to Gonzaga, especially if they lose San Diego State or UNLV or Boise State or, or all of them or some combination. If they lose them to the Pac-12 and they need to replenish, they're going to come very hard at Gonzaga, very hard. They're going to offer everything that they can. And the advantages that they might have over a Big East or even over a Pac-12 would be the same advantages the WCC has extended to Gonzaga. Uh, more royalties based on how they do in the NCAA tournament. Uh, more scheduling flexibility. Whatever things that the WCC kind of allowed Mark Few to do in their program, I think the Mountain West could and would, in, the, in this hypothetical situation, would throw all of that at Gonzaga. Every single part of it they would throw at the Zags. And I think in a lot of ways, the Mountain West, uh, even a shoddier version of the Mountain West, could still make some sense for Gonzaga, but not enough for them to to pull the trigger on this. The WCC is not really, not really changing. Obviously, BYU, we already know about that. That's happening. If the rest of the WCC doesn't change and the Mountain West is missing one or two of their top programs, then the WCC is just better. It's just better. And they already have those advantages built in. They already, you know, we, we know that they're not extending the conference tournament. 
or excuse me, the, the number of conference games. So we know that Gonzaga still has that flexibility to add more non-conference games. We know Gonzaga gets a good piece of the pie financially when they do well in the NCAA tournament. They get a higher chunk of that revenue than some of the other programs in the conference do. And that's by design. That's something Gonzaga negotiated successfully. Maybe the Mountain West offers that, but maybe that's not enough to entice Gonzaga if the conference just isn't better than the WCC. And, and I don't see... I don't see a situation where the Mountain West, the only way the Mountain West gets better is if it just straight up collides with the Pac-12. And if that happens, I think it's going to be, I think the Mountain West would dissolve. Like I kind of think that it would be called the Pac-12, but it would be some combination of the remaining Pac-12 schools that aren't already out the door, which in this situation is, of course, the two LA schools and probably Oregon, Washington, maybe Colorado, Utah are out the door too. So you take the rest of those schools, you mash them together with the rest of the Mountain West. That's probably going to be called the Pac-12. It's just going to be a new look Pac-12, and they're just going to have to rebrand the hell out of it and try to hope that they can still kind of engage people in that in that sport. But if that's the situation, does Gonzaga want a part of that? Like, yeah, it, that specific example, if you have Cal and Stanford and Oregon State and Washington State and the best teams in the Mountain West, if that somehow all collided together into a new conference, would that top to bottom be better than the WCC? Probably. Almost certainly it would be. But this is a a not particularly likely hypothetical. B, all of those sports would or all of those programs would still have football. So would they even want to add Gonzaga? My theory is that they'd be more inclined to add Gonzaga than they are now because they're going to have more of a, a, a unique collection of schools that's going to look a little bit different. And they're going to have lost so many of their moneymakers that whatever programs they can add that are going to generate TV revenue, they're going to add. And that would include Gonzaga. But I think at that point, if the again, if all of that happens, which I've already maintained is probably pretty unlikely, and the Big East for some reason is is not going to invite Gonzaga to join them, which I also think is unlikely, then yes, maybe we run into this situation. But again, that's a lot of factors that need to come together that I think are ultimately pretty unlikely. And then, of course, the final option for the Zags uh, is staying in the WCC. Just just not going anywhere. Just letting the chips fall where they may uh, not go in the Big East, either because they're not invited or they don't think it's worth it travel-wise, which is unlikely, or, or whatever factor. Uh, and they just let whatever happens with the Pac-12, whatever may happen with the Mountain West, they kind of just let those things all play out. And they just say, we're going to stay here. We're going to stay here. We're going to just kind of let this grow. And, and we've talked about it on the podcast a, a bunch of times. The WCC is in a good shape. It's a good basketball conference. It's a borderline great basketball conference. Losing BYU does hurt, but St. Mary's is a top 20 team in the country basically every year. They have, We haven't talked enough on this podcast about the fact that St. Mary's has turned themselves into like a legitimate contender. Like they had a bit of a down year recently, not this past season, the year before that. But for the most part, this is, I mean, this is a, a very good basketball program every single year. And there's little reason to, to believe that's going to change. They're going to be good for a long time. San Francisco, obviously going through a coaching change. That's a challenge in itself, but they've done this before. The, the transition from Kyle Smith to Todd Golden was very successful for the Dons. If this transition from Todd Golden to Chris Gerlofson goes similarly, this is a program that could be in very, very good shape. San, San Diego has taken tremendous steps forward with new coach Steve Lavin. They have a very talented roster heading into next year. Shantae Leggins and Portland have done awesome things. So 
staying in the WCC is not a horrible option. Uh, again, I think that if given the choices, they're they're packing their bags to the Big East as soon as they possibly can. They want to be out there. They want to play that level of competition every year. They want the more lucrative TV contracts, the money that comes from that, more TV exposure, and, and just more challenging games week in and week out. Are they going to go undefeated in league play like they've done in the WCC? I, I mean, no. Like, I was going to say probably not, but no. Like, almost certainly not. Uh, it would be a, a jaw-dropping season for anybody ever to go undefeated in the Big East. That would be really, really hard. And the Big East plus Kansas? Oh, my goodness. That's pretty much impossible. Kansas and Gonzaga added to the Big East is would be just a, a monster conference. One of the most elite basketball conferences that has pretty much ever existed. It would be unreal if they could pull that off. So... That's that's the dream. That's the goal. That's the hope. And like I've already said on this podcast, that's what I think is going to happen. I don't know exactly when. I don't know if it's something that's going to be. I, I think that at this point, it's, it's foolish to think that it's so far away from even being announced. We know they've had conversations. We know they've met. People didn't know that USC and UCLA were even talking about this. And bam, that that happened in a day. Like, it's, it is foolish to not expect that this could happen soon. I don't want to get anybody's hopes way too high. It also may not. I, I don't have any inside information. I'm not promising anything, but I would not be shocked if things come together very quickly. And this is something, again, they're not going to move within a year, I don't think. That would be very shocking. But it getting announced that Gonzaga is going to join the Big East in a couple of years, that's something that could happen like before the next time Gonzaga plays a basketball game. Again, not trying to get anybody's hopes up, just saying, I think that's a pretty realistic thing that could happen here. Uh, I think Gonzaga is happy to stay in the WCC if that's what ends up happening. Mostly as a as an observer, as a Pacific Northwesterner, as a, a fan of college sports, I'm, I'm fascinated and a little sad and a little heartbroken about what is going to happen to the Pac-12, what's going to happen to to programs like Oregon State and Washington State who probably don't have the cachet to to move into the new look Big 12 or the new look Big 10 or, or even the Big 12 or, or some of the other conferences. They may have to drop a conference, which is very unfortunate for them. So a heart goes out to them. A little sad, a little shell-shocked here, but excited for the future, uh, specifically for Gonzaga, because as I've said, I, I think it leads them eastward. All right, that is going to do it for me today and for this week. Plenty, plenty more conference talk, I'm sure, on the docket for Mailbag Monday. We got back-to-back, very excellent guests lined up for Tuesday and Wednesday of next week, so do not miss it right here on the Locked On Zags podcast, available wherever you get podcasts and available on YouTube as well. Finally, thank you again for making Locked On Zags your first listen of the day. Locked On WCC, Locked On Mountain West, Locked On Big East, none of them currently exist, but Locked On Pac-12 does, and boy, howdy, does host Spencer McLaughlin have a lot of stuff to talk about now. If you have not checked out Locked On Pac-12, you absolutely need to do it. Spencer McLaughlin, local experts from the other schools, are there to take you across the Pac-12 and all of the new news happening there, 30 minutes, five times per week. Check it out. Thank you all for listening, and go Zags.